the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is made possible through the sponsorship of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship and through the generous giving of faithful donors like you. If you would like to learn more about our ministry, you can visit us at awordforlife.com. Welcome to A Word for Life. A Word for Life is the radio ministry of the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, located in Tacoma, Washington. And now, here's Pastor Michael Fields with A Word for Life. Dear ones, I would like for us to turn our attention and return, I should say, to the initial statement that we have been taking a look at um, that is found in our statement of faith that we as individual followers of the Lord Jesus Christ and as a church body as a whole, what it is that we say that we believe about God's word, the Bible. We have been looking at this whole topic of what it is that we believe about God's word, what we believe about the Bible for several weeks now. So we want to return back to that and, and go a little farther with it. Um, And we have been endeavoring to answer the second of three questions. Um, The first question was, what exactly is the Bible? That was the first question that we dealt with. But the second question that we're trying to answer as we look at this whole topic of God's word is, what do those words mean that we use to describe the Bible? We're using certain words to describe the Bible. What do those words mean? And so we've been taking a look at this. And so we want to go back to that topic on today and go a little farther with it. Now, I would like for us to begin on today by turning our attention to 2 Thessalonians, the second chapter. And even though it is somewhat of a lengthy passage of scripture, dear ones, I would like for us to read the entirety of what Paul is saying to us here um, in this second chapter of 2 Thessalonians. Now, dear ones, as we turn our attention to this text of scripture, as I said, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, starting at verse 1, notice, if you will, what the word of the Lord declares to us. It says, now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by the by our gathering together unto him. That you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled, neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposes and exalts himself above all that is called God or that is worshipped. So that he as God sits in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not that when I was yet with you, I told you these things. 
And now you know what withholds that he might be revealed in his time. For the mystery of iniquity does already work. Only he who now lets will let until he be taken out of the way. And then shall that wicked be revealed, whom the Lord shall consume with the spirit of his mouth and shall destroy with the brightness of his coming. Even him whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. But we are bound to give thanks always to God for you, brethren, beloved of the Lord, because God has from the beginning chosen you to salvation through sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth. Whereunto he called you by our gospel to the to the obtaining of the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, brethren, stand fast and hold the traditions which you have been taught, whether by word or our epistle. Now the Lord Jesus Christ himself and God, even our father, which has loved us and has given us an everlasting consolation and good hope through grace, comfort your hearts and establish you in every good word and work. Now, dear ones, in the very first tenet of our statement of faith, we affirm the following thing. We say that we believe the Bible to be the inspired and only infallible written word of God. And we have been looking at the first two of those words for the last several weeks um, that we use in that statement to describe for everyone what it is that we believe about the Bible. Um, Those two words being that we believe that the Bible is, number one, inspired. And then we also believe that the word of God, the Bible, is infallible. So we've spent the last several weeks just dealing with those words. What does it mean that the Bible is inspired? And what does it mean that the Bible is infallible? And on today, I would like for us to address the final two words that are contained in our statement of faith that are there to serve as a type of backstop for our belief. Those two words being the word only, only as it pertains to the infallibility of the Bible. So we use the word only there. And then we also use the word in our statement, the word written. So we want to begin to look at those two words, the word only and the word written Um, in little league baseball. I don't know how many of you played little league baseball. I played little league baseball Um, in little. And some of you may have children that played little league baseball in little league baseball. They have something that is known as the backstop and the backstop is right behind home plate. It's there. It's right behind home plate. It's, it's concaved in shape. It, it's, it's also concaved at the top. And it's right behind home plate. When you start getting into the major leagues and college and everything else, they don't have a backstop. You know, they only have that in Little League Baseball. Now, dear ones, in Little League Baseball, the backstop is a very important thing and it plays a very important role because what you have in Little League Baseball is you have a situation where pitchers are still learning how to pitch the ball. So in Little League Baseball, you have a situation where pitchers are still learning how to pitch and you have a situation where catchers are still learning how to catch a pitch how to catch the pitch at different angles and different places. You know, so, so you have pitchers still learning how to throw the ball and catchers still learning how to catch the ball. Amen. And so you have the possibility there 
of an errant pitch being thrown and the catcher failing to catch that pitch, which then can then cause the game that you are playing Little League Baseball to be extended for an extraordinarily long period of time. So one Little League Baseball that may start in the morning, if you don't have the backstop there, that game can go on till midnight. Wow. (laughs) Because they're throwing the ball and they're missing the ball, and they got to go get the ball and they can bring it back and do all. And so the the backstop plays a very important role. And dear ones, in the same way that the backstop plays an important role in little league baseball, it applies to the, the our statement here being a backstop for our faith. Because a backstop, what it does is it restricts and makes sure that even though things start to go in the wrong direction, they're not able to go too far in the wrong direction. And so the words only and the words written act as a backstop for our faith. So that even though things may start to go off base and, and get off track to a certain degree, it limits how far we're able to go. When we say that the, we believe the Bible to be the inspired and only infallible written word of God, that restricts, that limits how far we're able to go. When it comes to accepting things that others say to us or other people try to get us to believe, but it also restrains us and restricts us in what it is that we are able and allowed to accept when it comes, when it's, which serves to help to keep us in bounds and in bounds being in the bounds of God's will. Amen. And so, and so the words only and the words written are in our statement of faith. Those are two valuable words. Those are two very important words for us to take note of, because as I said, it acts as like a backstop to make sure we don't go out of bounds, to make sure we stay within bounds, those bounds being within the bounds of God's will. Now, dear ones, as we look at our text of scripture here in Second Thessalonians, we're not going to read the entire thing, but there are several things I want for us to take note of, because as you look at the first nine verses that we have here in Second Thessalonians, that second chapter, Paul is talking to us about the Antichrist and he is describing for us and pointing out things that we need to be aware of concerning this individual. Things like the events that will correspond with the appearance of the Antichrist. The Bible lets us know that there will be a great falling away of many people before the appearance of the Antichrist. And so there will be a great falling away from the faith. From the church, there'll be a great falling away that happens before the Antichrist is revealed. Another thing that Paul lets us know here, dear ones, is he lets us know how far this person will operate or how this person will operate and what he or she will begin to do when they come. Because as you read these verses of scripture, what you are told is when the Antichrist comes, that individual will exalt themselves and attempt to get people to worship them. Paul goes on to also let us know what ultimately will happen to this individual. Paul lets us know that the Lord will ultimately judge this individual and condemn them for what they're doing. We will get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message in just a moment. But we wanted to take a moment to share with all of you that the aim of our radio ministry at the Word of Life Bible Fellowship is to share the good news of Jesus Christ with as many people as possible. 
and to strengthen and edify the body of Christ through Bible teaching that is both clear and relevant. We would like to see this ministry go even farther in accomplishing this work, but in order for us to be able to do that, we need your help. If you are able, after you have given to the support of your own local home church, if you are able to help us with the cost of airing this program on the station, we would greatly appreciate it. All donations are tax deductible, and they can be sent to the Word of Life Bible Fellowship, P.O. Box 8903, Tacoma, Washington, 98418. And if you would like to learn more about our ministry and be able to listen to some of the archived messages from Pastor Fields, you can do so by visiting us at our website, which is awordforlife.com. And now, let's get back to Pastor Fields and to today's message. And so the first nine verses that Paul talks here, he's just describing for us the person of the Antichrist and the various things that this person will do, how they will operate, and what will be their final end when they come. But dear ones, when you get to verses 10 to 12, when you get to verses 10 to 12, Paul begins to characterize for us those individuals who are going to believe and buy into and accept those things that the Antichrist is going to be saying to them. And so notice what Paul says in verses 10 to 12. He says, and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, them being more than one person in them that perish because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie that they all might be damned or condemned who believe not the truth, but had pleasure in unrighteousness. So Paul has now moved off of talking about an individual and now he has moved into talking about a group of people. A, 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 a congregation of individuals, a number of different people who are go, all going to believe what this individual is saying to them. Now, dear ones, there are no less than four characteristics concerning these individuals that we want to take note of, because in verse 10, we are told that they receive not the love of the truth. They receive not a love of of the truth. That is, they do not accept nor embrace a love for the truth of God's word that the Lord tries to cultivate within the heart of everyone that comes to Jesus by his spirit. Within the heart of every born again believer, God by his spirit will begin to cultivate within your heart a desire, a thirst, and a love for his word. The whole, God begins to cultivate that within you. Now, before you got saved, you may have read the Bible and, and you didn't really understand it. It may, didn't make sense to you. But after you accepted God's offer of salvation, all of a sudden now there is a, a longing for God's word. There is a hunger for God's word. There is a desire for God's word. And now when you read it, now it begins to make sense to you. You begin to understand what it's saying to you. The words seem to leap off the page and and come to life for you. 
And so the first thing that we're told here is these individuals who will believe what the Antichrist is saying, they receive not the love of the truth. The second thing that Paul mentions in verse 11 is we are told there that they they display a willingness to believe a lie. They display a willingness to believe a lie. And so even though things are consistently not lining up with what is true and what is right for these individuals, they don't care. They don't care. It's not lining up with what what you're saying is not lining up with what is true. What you're saying is not lining up with what is right. And we still don't care. They display a willingness to believe a lie. In the first part of verse 12, we are told that there is an all-out rejection that these individuals begin to display concerning the truth. That is, they begin to reject any and all things that do not align themselves with what it is that they are saying and what it is that they believe. So anything that does not align itself with what we believe and what we think and how we say it is, Anything that doesn't align itself with that, we reject it, including God's word. And then the last thing we're told in verse 12, dear ones, is we are told that these individuals will have pleasure in unrighteousness. That is, they begin to accept and indulge and immerse themselves in those things that agree with and promote their own line of unrighteous and deceptive thinking. So it's not that they just believe a lie. They begin to embrace it and indulge it and immerse themselves in that thing. But there was, let's go deeper into this point. Let's go deeper because now let's look at second Peter, second Peter. And I'm just going to read the first three verses of the second chapter of second Peter. So second Peter, the second chapter, there was notice what we're told in verses one through three. Peter says there, he says, but there were false prophets also among the people, even as there shall be false teachers among you who privately or privately shall bring in damnable heresies, even denying the Lord that bought them and bring upon themselves swift destruction. And many shall follow their pernicious ways by reason of whom the way of truth shall be evil spoken of. And through covetousness, they shall with feign words make merchandise of you, whose judgment now of a long time lingers not, and their damnation slumbers not. Now, dear ones, Peter shares with us no less than another five things that those individuals who reject the truth of God's word will begin to display in their lives. Peter says, one, that these individuals will privately begin to bring in damnable heresies. In other words, they will secretly and subtly begin to introduce into the, to the people of God, heretical teaching. That is, they will begin to introduce and promote teaching that conflicts, distorts, denies, and contradicts the truth that is contained in God's word. Exactly. That's going on right now. That's taking place right now. People are bringing into the church, bringing to the people of God, teaching that, as I said, it conflicts, it distorts, it contradicts, and it denies the truth that is contained in God's word. The second thing that Peter points out to us, dear ones, is he says that they will begin to deny the Lord that bought them. They will begin to deny the Lord that bought them. That is, dear ones, through both their actions and their words. Notice I just said through both. Yes. 
their actions and their words. It's not just one, it's both. Their actions will do it and their words will begin to do it. They will begin to deny such things as how they were saved. Now, I want to be clear on what I'm saying at this point, dear ones, because in this point, it's not so much that they're going to say, I deny Jesus Christ. They're not going to say that. Those words were probably not going to come off their lips. I deny Jesus Christ. But what they will begin to do is they will begin to deny things like they will begin to deny how they were saved. They will begin to deny things like how they were saved. That is, they will begin to deny that they were saved by grace through faith. No, I earned this. I'm a good person. I'm a good person. God saved me because I'm a good person. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm a good person. And I, 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 I'm a righteous individual. We talked about this in Sunday school. That's why I brought the question up. I'm a righteous individual. And I'm a good person. And I deserve to go to heaven. They will begin to teach these things. They'll, they'll, they'll do it. And so they will begin to deny such things as how they were saved. They will begin to deny what is needed to be done, what was needed to be done in order for them to be saved. What was needed to be done in order for them to be saved. Because they will begin to deny that Jesus had to pay the price for them. Jesus paid a price that they owed. They'll begin to deny that. No, I didn't know nothing. Because I, I didn't do nothing wrong. I, I wasn't that bad. Who am, I, I, I'm not like the drug dealer. I'm not the, like the drug user. I'm not like the pimp or the pro. I'm not that person. I'm not that bad. And so, and so the, the Lord didn't really have to do much to save me. And they will begin to deny why they needed to be saved. They will begin to deny why they needed to be saved. They will begin to deny their ones... That in reality, we all are sinners yes, sir. that are only saved by God's grace. Yes, they say, well, no, I ain't a sinner. Who you call me a sinner? Who you think you are calling me a sinner? I ain't, no, 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 no. I may do a few wrong things. I, I may make a few mistakes every now and then. I, 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 may, I may mess up every now and then. But I sure enough ain't a sinner. They reserve the word for sinner. They reserve the word sinner for, for people that are really, really, really bad. Not like me. Another thing that Peter lets us know here is he, where Peter lets us know that many shall follow their pernicious ways. Yeah. Peter says many shall follow their pernicious ways. That is, a lot of people will begin to believe and accept and buy into all that these people are saying to them. Amen. That line of teaching will begin to become popular. Yeah. And so things are like I'm saying right now, people on Facebook watching right now, things like I'm saying right now to hear you here and you're on Facebook, this will become unpopular. People won't be will be lining up to get copies of this message, but they will be lining up to get copies of books and tapes and CDs and podcasts of these individuals that are all telling them you're not a sinner and you ain't that bad. Dear ones, the, thir- the fourth thing that Peter begins to say to him, say to us, I should say, Peter lets us know that the way of truth, because of these individuals, the way of truth will be evil spoken of. The way of truth will be evil spoken of. That is the way of thinking and belie- the way the- their own way, these individuals, their way of thinking and their way of believing will become so widely accepted and so widely ingrained in people. 
that anyone who tries to contradict it, refute it, or correct it by using the truth that is contained in God's word will be viewed by these individuals as an enemy, as an adversary, and as an opponent. Amen. So, so anybody that tries to say, well, that ain't right. That doesn't line up with what God says in his word. You're an enemy. Amen. You're an opponent. You're an adversary. Amen. You're somebody. Here we go now. You're somebody that needs to be silenced. We need to stop hearing from you. And the last thing that Peter lets us know is they will use feign. These individuals will use feigned words in order to make merchandise of people. That is, they will use things like lies, deception and manipulation, all in order to make money off of people, to benefit from people and to profit off of people. Hello, dear ones. This is Pastor Michael Fields. And here at the end of today's broadcast, I just wanted to take a moment and say thank you to all of you for taking the time out of your day to tune in and listen to our program. My hope is that today's broadcast has been a blessing to you in some way and has helped you in your walk and in your relationship with the Lord. And I want to encourage all of you to tell a friend about this program and join us here next time as we look into the riches of God's Word in order to find a word for life. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.